At T-Mobile, we believe in putting people first by treating them right. So we're upping the benefits without upping the price. Introducing Magenta Max. Now with unlimited premium data that can't slow down based on how much smartphone data you use. Plus get Netflix on us. Right now, pay zero cost to switch. And bring your phone. We'll pay it off up to $650 bucks only at T-Mobile. Activate up to 4K or video streams at 480p. Up to 40 gigs high-speed tethering. $650 via virtual prepaid card. Allow 15 days. Simmons support charges waived. Receive Netflix standard with two lines. This is Selena Yvette, host of Stories from Planet Earth. Thanks for listening to the following show on Public House Media. There it is. Hello. It is No Filter Friday on Public House Media. And we have things to discuss. I have just opened a lovely can of LaCroix. And it is time to go over the things that are happening, but are barely talked about. Past, present, and future. So, we're going to start with um, Prince Andrew, and then we're going to talk about Ann Coulter. And then we're going to talk about this cop in Toronto. And then... We're going to take it back to the UK. David Bobke, is that you? I certainly hope it is. And then we're going to take it back to 2014 that this um, this article at Time Magazine put out about um, pedophile rings in the UK and the government cover-up that happened with it. And these things are still happening. This um, particular uh, article just happens to be from 2014 because I've talked at this, I've talked about this on the show before of how like our current news cycle, like all mainstream media is trash, point blank, period. There's no way around it. But I'm relying heavily on stuff that um, was has come out a few years ago because the current stuff, man, oh man, it is a um, it is a wretched dumpster fire. So whoever's coming in, can you leave me a comment, please, so I know who you are. I can't see. I can't see my comments, and it's sad. All right, I'm going to take a second to share the show. You also share the show. Because um, I am getting shadow banned like a mofo these days. <sighs> I tried to um, tweet. I put an Instagram story up, and I tried to tweet about um, the show being today. And I didn't even mention Prince Andrew by name. I just used a meme from or a gif from the BBC and did a uh oh sounding good thank you and just talked about i just the only word that i use is somewhat kind of controversial in that tweet was pedophile and they would not let me post it there is a screen record video of that incident on my facebook if you want to see it it's very uh telling of the current time that we're living in in case you didn't know, now you know. If you had any questions about censorship, even of the teeniest, tiniest little um, situations. What's funny to me is that there is plenty of pedo accounts, there's plenty of terrorist accounts, there's plenty of all kinds of stuff that should be seriously looked at by these social media platforms, and they have zero issues. But if you try to talk about it, you try to talk about the scandal on social media, your stuff either gets taken down or your account gets deleted. Funny how that works, right? 
So let's see if I can get this show to share. I certainly hope so. I'm telling you, Facebook, Twitter has it out for me today. There's just no way around it. Let's see if I can... Oh, thank you for sharing. Oh, Alexa, you're here. You're here, not a Facebook jail. Good for you. <laughs> Good for you. How wonderful. All right, I'm still trying to share this. So if you have any questions, put them in the comments while we're sitting here, because I can see my little counter coming up, but I don't necessarily know who's coming in unless you, um, unless you leave me a comment, because this new Facebook Live is garbage, and we've talked about that ad nauseum, but I'm just going to keep saying it because it's garbage, and it is literally ruining my, um, my podcasting life. I can't stand it. It's royal pedo time. <laughs> Come on by plus share. Start. Great. Perfect. Anyway, we're shared. We're good to go. People are coming in now that we're getting this going. Big, big hashtag me too news of the week or just news of the week in general is that the U.S. State Department has asked Prince Andrew to testify in relation to his relationship with Jeffrey Epstein. Now, Prince Andrew doesn't have to because not only is he not a U.S. citizen, but he's also um, has diplomatic immunity. Hi, Isaac Duncan. Thanks for coming in. Um, so he doesn't have to. Like, he can totally squirm out of this. No problem, like, legally speaking. But um, according to the folks that are working on this case, he's not cooperating at all whatsoever, which isn't surprising. Like when this came out that they actually asked him to testify, I was shocked. I was like, there's no way the queen's going to let this fly. There's no way. He's her favorite. That's, that's her favorite little pedo baby. She loves him. So even though she like kicked him out of Buckingham Palace and like he couldn't come like kick it for Christmas or whatever, he's still her favorite. So she's going to protect him and he has diplomatic immunity. So like they can't really make him do it. Um, however, however, the other side of that Royal coin is that if he doesn't cooperate and he doesn't um, participate, even if it's from across the pond or from an undisclosed location or whatever, it's going to make him look even more guilty. Well, we already know he's guilty. Um, that's already been, you know, established, but it's going to make him look worse than it already does if he doesn't cooperate at all. And on top of it, it will further the Royals down the rabbit hole because it'll just be another scandal like, oh, he won't cooperate. And even though he has diplomatic community and he could do it from a like remote situation, he still won't give up the goods. And on top of it, he said that he does not regret his relationship with Jeffrey Epstein and after the girl who um, told the world about how he likes to suck on little girl's toes that he's raping, um, who's, he said, oh, I'm willing to do anything to help, you know, the people that were affected by this, blah, 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 blah. So the State Department was like, all right, that's cool. Testify. And he was like, ooh, but I won't do that. It got real meatloaf real fast, which surprise, surprise, we knew that was coming. So anyway. Speaking of Jeffrey Epstein, 
Ann Coulter also came out this week and said that Come no, on. leave for now. This is so annoying. I hate Facebook with a feverish passion. Ann Coulter came out with this article, which I thought was interesting, um, that ties it all together, which is perfect. That's exactly what we needed to put this all into perspective. Why is this so incredibly difficult to use? This article is also on my Facebook that I deeply cannot stand. A family affair. Ann Coulter accuses Florida judge and associates of Epstein cover-up. This came out June 9th, by the way. Ann Coulter and I share a jeweler. Um, shout out to David Fisher. <laughs> uh, I've had lunches and dinners with her a few times over the years. She's a real interesting person. But anyway, give this a listen because it ties the whole thing up in a nice bow as to why Jeffrey Epstein's case in Florida back in the early 2000s was just a joke. Despite the overmounting, like the overwhelming amount of evidence and the over, like just the absolute lunacy. Like they found a dental chair in this man's home. And turns out we all know he has a fetish for braces on little girls. Like, ooh, they still managed to just be like, oh, Jeffrey, that's enough of that. So that's what it says. <sighs> Coulter tweeted on Tuesday the names of three Florida officials, including Judge Krista Marks, who were involved in the Epstein case, alleging each would benefit if documents pertaining to the 2006 trial of Epstein remain undisclosed. The fact that this judge was a female is just... It's even worse. I can't stand it. The Jeffrey Epstein cover-up has always been a family affair. Judge Krista Marks worked for Barry Kreischer. Her daughter works for Dave Ehrenberg. And, the, and her son works for Rick Bradshaw, Coulter wrote in response to a Miami Herald report on the connections. Um, there's a reporter at the Miami Herald that has been covering Epstein for so long and so well, you need to check it out, but we'll get to that later. Epstein, whose 2019 death was ruled a suicide, which we all know is a crock, has been the spotlight of Netflix documentary Jeffrey Epstein, Filthy Rich, which is the, as I've told you, is the low-calorie, non-fat version of the actual Jeffrey Epstein story, was which has galvanized calls for further investigation of the financier's back uh, criminal background in 2006, Epstein was found guilty of soliciting underage prostitute and was sentenced to 18 months in prison. If you have seen anything about the documentary or just read the case at all, which you can do, you do not need to rely on this um, Ted Sarandos buddy sprinkled documentary on Netflix. Um, he was not soliciting an underage prostitute. It was way deeper than that. Far, far deeper, some would say. Was sentenced to 18, 18 months in prison at the time. There was much speculation about the investigation performed by county prosecutors and Palm Beach Police Chief Michael Ryder. Accused former state attorney Barry Kreischer of being too lenient before asking the FBI to get involved. 
Marx, who was rebuffed att- who has rebuffed attempts to unseal certain documents from the case, has ties to Kreischer, Paul Meach, State Attorney Dave Ehrenberg, and Paul Meach, Sheriff Rick Bradshaw. Coulter said that each played a role in Epstein's sentencing, which allowed him, after three months of imprisonment, to leave jail for 12 hours a day, six days a week for work-related privileges. And everybody knows this man did not work. He was just magically stupid rich. Interesting. Epstein kept a book of names and associates, including former President Bill Clinton and the United Kingdom's Prince Andrew. The book and Epstein's private jet in the Lolita Express, which we've talked at ad nauseum about this show, have been a key questions raised about my, uh, the relationship that Epstein share with many politicians and celebrities. So thanks for tying that up. All interwoven down there in Palm Beach, which isn't surprising. Now, most places are like that, you know, the prosecutors and the chief of police, you know, all these hoes have to work together. So it's understanding that they would know each other. But when this person, this person's son, and this person's this person's daughter, and they all related to this guy over here, it's going to be a problem. And it was, which is how a man who was running a child sex trafficking ring ended up with 18 months of work release when he doesn't have a job. Stop it. Stop it. Stop it. Stop it. Stop it. So not into it. Also, if you're coming into this live from, um, from my share, see if you can comment on here and it, it might come up on this feed. I'm not totally sure, but we can give it a shot. Anyway, that brings me to my next point. They're all in on this. This is all completely interwoven and I've said it a thousand times and I will continue to say it. Law enforcement and the judicial system are incredibly, incredibly soft on crimes against children, particularly sex crimes. And it's not even that they're soft, like they're either like straight up in on it or they're sympathetic to pedophiles for whatever disgusting reason. I'm not sure. As you know, John Grisham is absolutely sympathetic to pedophiles, um, which you can we I talked all about in the show last week. So if you want to go do that, go do that. Now, to talk about, you know, police being in on it, let's do that. This came from the Toronto Sun today. Came today. This is hotness from that friendlier nation to the north. Toronto cop among 10 charged in a human trafficking probe. Investigations into this from the Toronto Sun. Um, Investigations into the sexual exploitation of a 16-year-old girl netted 10 arrests including a veteran Toronto police officer, Constable Peter Roberts, 49 of Toronto, an 11-year-old, 11-year Toronto police uh, service member with 51st Division, was arrested along with nine other men in the conclusion of Project 1-6, an effort to locate men who purchased sexual services from the victim in the Pape Avenue and Cosburn of, of East York. He will appear in court June 24th. The TPA, Toronto Police Service, um, human trafficking team began their investigation into the exploitation in November 2019. That was a pretty quick turnaround. Also charged are Aaron Kamanth, 19th, Mohammed Ahmadi, 35, Paul Pukmerski, 45, Saeed Jelly, 27, Fayalu, 29, Angel Pina Sanchez, 36, Dragomir Popovic, 41, Austin Modern, 27, and Michael Yimmer, 29, all of Toronto, and are accused of obtaining sexual services for consideration from persons under 18. So child prostitution. Isn't that interesting? 
police department in Toronto can't even keep their own can't even keep their own pedos out. All right, let's take it let's take it a degree nastier. This is the Time article from July 10th, 2014. So take the clock back 6 years almost to the day. And this is what Time Time Magazine put out. And this is a little bit long, so strap in, but your jaw is going to drop about six times, so keep it together. England, land of rails, tea, and horrific pedophilia cover-ups. From politicians' fraudulent expenses to phone tracking, Britain has become surprisingly scandal-stern in recent years. This does not even include a gigantic pedophile operation in another town, which we will talk about in another episode, but that... That will sicken you, if this doesn't already. Cyclone swimming across its shores is casting an especially dark light, pedophilia, and high places. Surprise, surprise, we already knew that. Newspapers and TV bulletins have been dominated for the past week by allegations that politicians with links to Margaret Thatcher's government sexually abused vulnerable children in the 1980s and hid the truth for decades through their democracy. Suspicions of an establishment cover-up involving government Department, Scotland Yard, and other elements of the establishment intensified in recent days when the Law and Order Ministry of the Home Office confirmed dozens of potentially relevant files alleging sexual misconduct had gone missing from its archives. The allegations which center around the suggestions that politicians of all parties and other VIPs preyed on children at a guest house in the London suburb of Barnes have been given greater credence because in the past two years of a, sting, of a string of national figures have been exposed as predatory pedophiles. This is back in 2014. This is where this is going to get extra nasty, so hold on to yourself. BBC children's television presenter fretted by the royal family in Downing Street. You know, you know what kind of company they keep up in Buckingham? abused 450 victims, mostly boys and girls as young as eight, for over 50 years. What have I told you? This is going to get younger and younger and younger as time goes on. While Seville had been long, had been seen as odd, the scale of his offenses shocked the country, not least because he was allowed special access to hospitals and the authorities laughed or ignored his victims before he died a national hero. An ensuing police inquiry, Operation... You treat that's a dumb name. They need to change that. Which has arrested 18 TV presenters, comedians, disc jockeys, and other showbiz associates. Last month jailed fellow BBC presenter Rolf Harris for indecent assault dating back to decades on girls as young as eight. So that's multiple girls up to as young as eight over decades. ATW. Into this Federal atmosphere, Tom Watson, a Labor Party lawmaker, told the House of Commons in October 2012 that police should investigate clear intelligence suggesting that pedof powerful pedophile network linked to Parliament and Number 10. When they say Number 10, they mean Number 10 Downing Street, the address of the Prime Minister of the UK. Newspaper columnists suggested Watson, who's campaigning on, the, on phone hacking, contributed to the downfall of the Prime Minister's communication director, Andy Coulson was stoking a witch hunt, but as a result of Watson and online news agency Exaro's investigation, Scotland Yard launched Operation Fernbridge, an inquiry into the now-notorious Elm Guesthouse. 
One confirmed visitor through its front door was Cyril Smith, a jovial 406-pound liberal MP who was shown after his death to have been a serial abuser of boys at local authority care home. How disgusting is that? In his hometown of Rochdale, Private Private Eye Investigate magazine has suggested that Special Branch, the UK's National Security Police, halted police inquiries into Smith in the 1970s to prevent the collapse of the Liberal Labour Coalition government. Now, doesn't that sound familiar to you? It sounds familiar to me. I feel like I've heard this story over and over again, much like a broken record. In 1983, the far-right conservative MP Jeffrey Dickens compiled a 40-page dossier alleging pedophilia among Westminster politicians and gave it to Home Office and Attorney General's Office. This year, this was 2014, the Home Office discovered that 114 files potentially relevant to historic allegations of sexual abuse, including the Dickens dossier, had gone missing. A dossier gone missing on abuse. Strange. Where have we heard this before? A year ago, Lord Britton, the Home Secretary whom Dickens handed his dossier, told reporters he could not recall anything about it. So funny. It seems to be a thing, a reoccurring, it's like a catchphrase, I don't recall. Oh, I don't recall, I don't recall. Well, you better find some way to recall because we're going to reach into your crevices and find it. Told reporters he did not recall anything about it, but last week, following the uh, intervention of another campaign MP in Parliament, Lord Britton issued a statement remembering that he had received the dossier and had asked his officials to study its contents. Over the weekend, it emerged that Lord Britton had interviewed... Uh, had been interviewed as a suspect in the rape of a 19-year-old in 1967, an allegation he dismissed as wholly without foundation, yet the police interviewed him. On Monday, Home Secretary Theresa May announced an inquiry into the failures of the authorities to protect children. To the dismay of many, she then said it would be led by Dame Butler Sloss, a respected family judge, but also the sister of late former Attorney General Michael Havers, who was passed a copy of the Dickens dossier and who decided not to prosecute a diplomat for exchanging obscene material with members of a pro-pedophilia group. All these sick, disgusting people hang out together, and this is not by accident, it's by design. They're all in it together. For whatever reasons, they sure do have quite a bond. What does this mean for Britain? As new new openness among police and prosecutors led to a number of sexual offenses recorded by police jumping 17% in a year, Britain's jails are bursting, partly as a result of historic sex abuse cases. More high-profile prosecutions of pedophilia may shock the country. According to one whistleblower, allegations of sexual abuse has been made against 20 VIPs. Much will hinge over the next two years on the new inquiry, which conveniently for politicians will not be public until after the 2015 general election. For now, the scandal is likely to increase in the public's jaundiced view about politics and public life in the UK. Research last year found that political engagement was low and trust in institutions have been damaged by the MPs' expenses scandal, interest rate fixing, and other controversies. Disaffection with the three main political parties helped the far-right United Kingdom Independence Party, which wants to withdraw from the European Union and win the 2014 Parliament elections. Well, they got that done. In the case of Westminster's pedophile ring, the mounting sentiment that Britain's establishment serves as its own interest and conceals its wrongdoing may be well-founded. 
Until recently, only seven police officers were working on Operation Friendbridge. Scotland Yard announced today that it's now 22. 22 to cover an entire global pedophile ring organization. Dear God, what are we going to do? What on earth are we going to do? But my point is, is that all of this is connected. It's all by design. And for whatever reason, these sick, disgusting pedophiles love hanging out together. They love it. They're all about their little pedo groups. For whatever reason, they have like the buddy system of the ages. So with that being said, much like when you're driving at night and one deer runs across the road, you know there's more. It's the same thing with these dudes. Once you just keep, keep pulling that string and it just keeps coming, there's just more and more and more and more and more that you didn't see and it just keeps coming out seemingly to no end. So keep your little eyes peeled, keep your ears open. And for Christ's sake, if you see anything weird, report it, get involved, step in. You won't regret it. If you do, it will be far worse than if you didn't step in and didn't put any effort into it and something horrible happened on your watch. Next week on No Filter Friday, um, I recorded a super fun episode, although dark and murky, of course, because that's the theme of the show, with um, Sally Sandy Kirkham Phillips, or Phil, no, Sandy Phillips Kirkham, excuse me. Um, she wrote this book called Let Me Pray Upon You because she was molested by her youth pastor um, when she was 16 and then continued on for a number of years. But it's really, really interesting. And it's the first time I've ever got to speak to anybody in all of my travels and the history of this show or my documentary or whatever about somebody who was sexually abused by the member of a member of clergy, which is a huge, huge, huge topic. I just have yet to get completely over that story until now. So next week, that is going to be uh, a wonderful podcast episode that I believe David Bobke, my lovely engineer who puts up with me for whatever reason, um, who should be up for sainthood in, in some time, is putting together right now, I believe. So that will be next Friday's episode. And then after that, we'll see what happens. Um, I'm definitely going to take off, I believe... July 3rd is a Friday. I believe it's July 3rd. So I'm going to take that day off um, because it's going to be 4th of July and that's going to be super, super important. And nobody's going to want to listen to me anyway. So I'm going to take that week off and then we will be back to um, live shows the, the Friday after 4th of July. So check out other shows on the network, like our new show, Catch Up. New show, Catch Up is like a super fun show with lots of people on it and old favorites like... Um, Choose to Rise, How to Write Good, See Jane Sell, Confessions of a Military Spouse, all that good stuff. And share the shows, give them a rating on iTunes or wherever it is that you get your podcast. And I'll see you all next week for another super fun episode with a guest of No Filter Friday on Public House Media. Bye, 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 bye. bye.